words is, hey. So, <laughs> so they made it simple for someone like me. Hey, I'm glad that you're here this morning, and uh, I have the privilege of introducing you to someone. Most of you know that we have been going as a church to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> Actually, we had a debate last night. For me, there are 2000, since 2002 or 2004. We don't know exactly when we started. We've been going there a long time. And uh, so over that time, we've taken somewhere between 170 and 200 adults. We've taken well over 200 uh, youth down there. And for almost every one of those trips, except for when they were back here in the United States, our hosts have been Bruce and Becky Dyke. So hopefully, many of you have heard uh, those names before. And, and Bruce and Becky have ministered to us. They've certainly uh, put us up in the guest house. When we brought 100 youth down, he found a hotel that was crazy enough to take them and feed us every morning uh, somehow, We've, even though that wasn't part of their normal thing that they do. But Bruce and Becky have really ministered to us for, for many years. And, uh, and our team has been able to go, our teams have been able to go and minister to them and really minister together in the Dominican Republic. So we've had a partnership with them. Uh, I said uh, last night, and, and Denny and I said, have said before, we had a partnership with them before partnerships were cool in the alliance. Now everybody wants to have partnerships. But I just want you to know that uh, it's a thrill for us uh, to have Bruce and Becky here. Becky is actually in the children's department with our younger kids, so you might hear a little bit about that if you have, if you have littles uh, this morning. But Bruce Dyke is here this morning, so would you welcome, please, Bruce Dyke. Well, good morning, church. It was great singing. Thank you for uh, inviting me to come and my wife to come to, to uh, Butler and share with you this morning. I, I, when I was just sitting there praising the Lord, it took me back to the Dominican Republic, so thank you for doing that. Uh, great singing. Uh, you would fit in very well in the Dominican Republic, and uh, it's just a wonderful worship service this morning. So I want to thank you for that. How are you this morning? How are you this morning? In the Dominican Republic, especially in the House of Blessing Church, which my wife and I were privileged and blessed to, to plant, we, when we say, how are you, you're supposed to say, I'm blessed. Because if you say, I'm fine, you may not be telling the truth. <laughs> but if you say you're blessed, you are always telling the truth. So how are you this morning, church? There you go. We are always blessed because God tells us in Ephesians that he is pouring out all his spiritual blessings on us all the time. So we are always a blessed church, a blessed people. My wife and I went to the Dominican Republic in 1986 via, via Costa Rica to study Spanish. And uh, this, is the, this is my family right now. Uh, our next, my, next to me is my wife who's in the children's place. And our son Joshua. Uh, right now, he's doing all the tech stuff in the church that he goes to, but he is also a uh, resource coordinator, res resource media coordinator for Naya College. And uh, he just got married two years ago to Joelle Blanc. And the Blancs are pastoring in the White Plains Alliance Church in New York. And uh, Joelle's mother is my son's boss. <laughs> so how is that working for him? The answer is really well, <laughs> although because of that situation, uh, his mother-in-law calls him up a lot of times to do extra stuff, right? 
Uh, but it's, it's really, it, they're doing really well. And uh, um, they, came, they came down in, in April to, to come, back to the DR, come back to the United States with us. And our daughter is at the end. And uh, her name is Jennifer. And she is in San Diego, California. So she is a behavioral interventionalist. So she, has, uh, she, she ministers to uh, uh, young people, kids uh, with behavioral needs and problems. Uh, and she just loves her job. And uh, she was in New York for a long time. She was in college as, as well as my son and all of our families. But I don't think she'll return to New York just because it's warmer over there. And she likes to surf, so I don't know if uh, she'll ever return to New York. <laughs> but uh, she will, she'll be coming back, and we'll see her in Christmas time. So we just thank the Lord for uh, what God has done in our family uh, throughout the years. Uh, God is doing wonderful and great and mighty things. And so we want to thank you as a church. We want to thank you as a church for forgiving, uh, for supporting us, uh, for going to the Dominican Republic. Of all the hundreds of kids and, and people that you've sent down there, we just thank you. Whether it be 2002 or 2004, it really doesn't matter. You've been faithful and come into the Dominican Republic for all these years. So we want to thank you for going, and we want to thank you for praying. Because without your prayers, things just don't happen. But with prayer, all things happen. And we just praise you and thank you for, for praying for us. And so from our family, we want, to, we want to thank you for doing that. You and I are designed to shine. You and I are peculiar people. As our lives are yielded and surrendered to Christ, each one of us has the power of God to fulfill the purpose of God and to be used by God in the right place at the right time that God wants us to be light. The Bible tells us that we are to shine like the stars. So each one of us is designed to shine and to reflect Christ to others that are each one of us that are around us, whether it be in our neighborhood, whether it be in our workplace, or right here in this church. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and I'm going to use this morning just a wording from the King James Version, just because it really fits well with the peculiar people. Uh, but it reads like this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Now, I just use the words God's special possession because perhaps that's what the version you're using. But in the King James Version, it says, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Have anybody called you peculiar? You're all laughing. Probably everybody, somebody, one time or another in your life, somebody called you peculiar. Well, I was born and raised in, in India. My parents were missionaries there with the Christian Missionary Alliance for 40 years. And one of those years, they were on what we call home assignment now, where my wife and I are doing right now, visiting churches and talking about what God has been doing around the world. And also to raise prayer support and financial support. And in one of those years, I was in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. Anybody know where Emmaus, Pennsylvania is over there by Allentown? Well, this was in the 60s. And I was going to high school. And growing up in India, at, in that time, we didn't have a lot of telecommunications, TV, cell phones. We didn't really know what was going on back in the United States. And one day I went to school. And I had black shoes, 
and white socks. In the 60s, that was not a good thing, especially in high school. And I tell you, people would just rib up and down me, would, would mock me, would say, what does this kind of guy, he's so peculiar, you're so weird, where did he come from? I really felt bad. I went back home, almost crying to my parents, and they said, you got to go back. That's just one of those things. You, you'll get to know the culture and everything. It's one of those culture shocks as a missionary kid that you have to go through once in a while. And thank the Lord, even now, the Christian Missionary Alliance has re-entry seminars for missionary kids or third culture kids when they come back into the United States. But I was, I was called weird. I was called different. But if you'll take note in this verse, a peculiar people, there's a negative ring to it, especially in this day and age. But in that day, Peter was not referring to somebody who was just weird. Peter was trying to encourage the church. He was trying to encourage the church because the Jewish believers were being persecuted. They were scattered throughout the Roman Empire. Nero was, uh, Emperor Nero was persecuting them. And Peter said, I need to encourage my people. And so, so he wrote this part of the Bible. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And peculiar in this context means distinctive, markedly different from the usual. People will know us as Christians by our, by our love, by our love. And so here Peter is encouraging the church. Not because they're weird, because they're markedly different from the usual. They're someone special. Each one of you, someone special. Different, yes, from the world. We should stand out because we are reflecting Jesus Christ. Our daughter Jennifer, working in, the, in, San, in San Diego, works for this big company. And in this big company, because of her bubbly spirit and everything like that, she, she, uh, she got awards and everything. She came in as a new, new worker. But people just loved her. They wondered what was different about her. And all of a sudden she got promoted into this new position as supervisor. And she got this big award and people were wondering, how can we uh, help, this, help Jennifer? How can we acknowledge her in a special way? They said, well, we can't take her to the bar. She won't go there. Well, how do they know that she wouldn't go to the bar? We know she didn't go to the bar, but they know that she wouldn't go to the bar. So they celebrated her. Her, her award just right there at the workplace. But they knew that she was different. They knew that she was peculiar. And so many opportunities she's had now to testify about Jesus Christ because she is markedly different from the usual. So we are designed to shine. And uh, I want to talk about three different areas of aspects of how we can shine for Christ. First, by God's power. God wants to show up in our lives with power. He wants to show up in your life with power. The Bible says right there in 1 Peter chapter 2, you are a chosen people. I remember in high school when they were picking teams for kickball and they would have a captain over here and captain over there and they would pick everybody they were going through, Peter, John, James, and then here I am wondering if they'll pick me next or, or if I was going to be that last person. Have you ever been there? You didn't want to be that last person. But God says you are the chosen. So he does not have the first or the last. He wants all of you on the lineup to be a part of his team. You are a chosen people. What are we supposed to do then? We are to declare his goodness. 
We are declared the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. And when we have that relationship with Jesus Christ and we are declaring that light, then that intimacy becomes active. And it, it flows to telling others about Jesus Christ. Bildania, one of our members of our church in the Dominican Republic, she's a banker. She is a vice president of operations. When she became a Christian, her life changed. And a number of years later, her husband came to know the Lord, and his life changed. But when she went to the bank after she became a believer, she says, I got to find a way in order to witness to all my coworkers. She was a vice president of operations. She had 80 people under her. So she was thinking, she came to us, we prayed with her, and we went through some strategy. She said, okay, you know what I would like to do is I'm going to have a Bible study in the basement of this bank in an auditorium. And I'm going to have it one day out of every month for one hour from 5 to 6 in the, in the evening. And it's going to be sacrificial because everybody wants to go home at 5. But she said, if I have just one time out of every month, I can have one hour of their time and talk about Jesus, I'll be satisfied. So she talked to the, vice, she talked to the president of the bank. And the, the president, without any hesitation, gave her permission. So she goes, and every, there was, it was the first Wednesday of every month. And so we went down the basement, and we had a Bible study. We had a very short Bible study. We sang a song, but we prayed for them. We prayed for their needs. We prayed for their, 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 their problems that they had. We prayed for the bank. People came to know the Lord through this time. People came, be, be, were healed through this time because we prayed for those that were sick. People started coming to Marriage Encounter, a ministry that we have in the Dominican Republic. And uh, right there in the auditorium, you see a couple of people there. Many of them came, have been uh, members of our church now and have gone through Marriage Encounter and are members of the church. And it's just because of that one witness... And stepping out in faith to ask the president for that Bible study. It's wonderful when we step out because God's going to show up in authority. We need to bring and give access to the gospel to the people that are around us. She was, had a very good testimony, just like our daughter. High integrity. She would not fudge on the numbers. She would say, I will not cheat. And I'll put all the numbers as they are. And that's a miracle in itself because sometimes people like to fudge to make their numbers look better. But she would not do it, and she's still working there today. The time came, however, when uh, that bank got sold out. And another big bank came in. And this was just last year. And we came to her, and we said, Bildania, aren't you a little upset? What, what, do, you, what do you think you're going to do? And she said, well, I'm not really worried. God supplied all my need for all this time, and I'm not going to worry about what God's, what, what's going to happen next, tomorrow because God's going to supply my needs. Within two weeks, she had another job in another bank that she did not know, and they gave her the same pay that she had in the old bank and a position that she had in the old bank as well. So God blessed her in that area, and she's blossoming in that area. She does not have a Bible study in, in that bank yet, but she's invited a lot of people to the church to, to hear God's word. And one of, those one of those occasions is when John Stumble, the president of the Christian Missionary Alliance of the U.S., was one of our keynote speakers, was, was the keynote speaker in our uh, national assembly in January. We have an annual, annual assembly. It's like we have council here and you have the district conference and everything. But we have an annual conference there. And John Stumble agreed to come and be the keynote speaker. So at the end of that conference... 
we asked him to come to the House of Blessing Church and speak to in, in our church. And Bill Danya got right on it. She invited her, invited her uh, key people as co colleagues to that church, and one of them could not come. So she recorded that message. And after that message was recorded, she took it to that lady because something happened in her schedule. She just couldn't make it. She felt so bad. But God was preparing her heart even then. And when Bildania gave that recording to that lady, that lady listened to it. And the Holy Spirit just worked in her heart. And that lady became, accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior just by hearing that, hearing that re recording. Praise the Lord. got to use the tools that God has given us, but we, we need to be active, shining for Jesus Christ, reflecting his love to others, because there's so many people out there that do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and we are given the power to reaching others for Christ. He wants us to be used. He's used us. A.B. Simpson says he could have sent angels from, to, down from heaven to do the work, but he's chosen you and me to do the work. What about God's provision? I'm not talking about financial in, in, this, in this context. I'm talking about how God puts us in the right place at the right time with the right people in order that they may know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so if you're out here right now and you say, I'm timid, I can't share Christ, you can. Because God's going to use you and your particular personality, your particular ways, and he's going to put you in the right place at the right time to talk to the right person as God knows you. So don't be afraid. Ask God to give you a divine moment. And God will do that. But we need to ask God to do that. So we might be light for him and serve others. The Bible says there in 1 Peter 2. It says you are a chosen people of royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. Royalty. Biblical context is ruling people. We're serving people. When Jesus came. He did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many so if god came down not to be served but to serve you and i his children need to do the same and so we are here to serve we are royalty and we need to serve others an author by the name of chris hills who wrote the book walking to jerusalem said that royalty is for the benefit of others it's not for ourselves is to share it, the faith and the belief and the love of Christ that we have to others. Leonardo, another gentleman in our church, was always put at the right place at the right time. Now, Leonardo in this picture is over 70 years old. He's a veterinarian. He loves his work. He teaches in the university. He, he goes around and he helps farmers. And it took, we've been praying for him for uh, 25 years over 25 years. So if you're praying for a certain situation, if you're praying for a loved one to come to know Christ, if you're praying for a difficult issue in your life, do not give up praying because prayer changes things. And we need to confide in the wonderful, wonderful, all-powerful God to change those things. Amen? Amen? We've been praying for this guy for over 25 years, but it took a bull to wake him up. It took a bull to wake him up. You see, God uses unique ways to wake us up. May it not be a bull for any of you here today <laughs> or for any of your relatives that don't know Christ. 
But sometimes God has to use unique ways to wake us up because he, he puts us in the right place at the right time to challenge us. Leonardo and Petra uh, came to our church and, uh, and uh, they were, uh, you know, back in, back in 1989, the Penlands, Debbie and John Penland came to uh, Dominican Republic as missionaries after my wife and I had been there. And we looked for a house for them and here in a cul-de-sac of five houses was this one house that was empty. And we went into the house and it had all kinds of fetishes and all these kinds of things from, from witchcraft and everything. I said, shall we go in here? But this was a unique, unique opportunity. So we said, yes, we're going to believe by faith that we're going we're to put the penlins in this, in this situation. So we went through the house. We, we cleaned it all out. We destroyed all the fetishes. We prayed over each room with, and covered it with blood. We just prayed and and uh, with oil, and we just asked God to bless that each room and the whole house, and then we prayed for, for the penguins as well as they moved in. Well, God was, we put, God put that, that couple and their kids in the right place at the right time because Leonardo and Petra, his wife, came to know Christ uh, through that witness. But first, Petra came, came initially because she was just hungry. God was preparing her heart. She came to know the Lord. We took her through all the Bible classes and, and new believers classes, and she came to know the Lord. As she was bringing all the homework home to do the, do the, do the classes, it was just like, oh, my. And so Leonardo, although he didn't give his life to Christ as early as Petra did, he started memorizing those verses along with her just to help her out. And he started studying the Bible just to be there because it was so interesting to him. Well, God was preparing his heart, too. And as God was preparing his heart, um, and Peter was coming and growing in the Lord, one day in 2000, 2016, remember now I said way back in 2000, 1989 when the first contact was made when the Penlins went there, now in 2016, Leonardo gets a call to go up north into Puerto Plata, which is the north coast by the Atlantic Ocean. And we, when he's up there, he's in this, in this big, huge fair, and because he's a veter veterinarian, he is... He, he was called to check out uh, the bulls from farmers. And when you check a, a bull's teeth, you can tell how healthy they are and how old they are. And so he was, he was checking the bulls of these farmers so that they could sell them for a good price, at a marketing price that they, that they chose to sell. But he was just telling the farmers the, the condition of their, of their bulls. Well, during the end of the day, he was exhausted, and so was the person who was holding the bull. All of a sudden, at the very end of the day, the guy that was holding the bull, I don't know what happened, but he just lost grip of that bull. And that bull came tumbling down right on top of Leonardo's leg. And it just, it broke it. Putting somebody in the right place at the right time, his son-in-law is also veterinarian, decided to go up with his father-in-law up north. Well, they had to travel four hours with this broken leg to come down to the capital, Santo Domingo, to go to the hospital and get things taken care of. Well, after everything was taken care of and all the pins and everything were in, my wife and I went to visit him. And uh, after he was in the hospital for a while, he went home. And while he was on home care, with his, his wife was also a doctor. So while he was home, uh, we visited him, we, we talked about the Lord, and then we went out, and then later on, the pastor came in, uh, Freddie, Freddie Williams, interesting name in Dominican Republic, Freddie Williams comes in, and he talks to him about the Lord, and, and Leonardo says, I don't know why I wasted so much time. And Leonardo gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ as well. But it took a bull to wake him up. 
So when we visited him, he was in crutches. Uh, and now to this day, he is, he's, he's over his crutches. And uh, uh, Petra and his wife are now in Marriage Encounter. They're serving in Marriage Encounter. Marriage Encounter is a wonderful program that we have in the Dominican Republic. It's a 48-hour uh, ministry of love. It's called 48 Hours of Love. And couples come in, and uh, they have big needs. A lot of times, two couples come in, and the husband hasn't, hasn't kissed his wife. They haven't hugged each other for years, and they're hugging each other after 48 hours. Some have some are brought their divorce papers to sign because they're so angry. At the end of the 48 hours, they're ripping those divorce papers up. God does wonderful things, even in 48 hours. When, but when you accept Christ as a Savior, he does it instantaneously, doesn't he? So it doesn't take long for the Holy Spirit to work. But we have to open our hearts. And during this weekend, it's just wonderful to see how God works in the midst of these couples. And so now Leonardo and, and Petra are part of this, this wonderful ministry called, called Marriage Encounter. And we just thank the Lord for what, what God is doing in their life. And uh, they are happy people now. It's a complete family. family. Both of them know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Their whole family knows Jesus Christ as their Savior. They're still praying for their son, but God is going to do wonderful things in their midst. God is in the business of restoring our lives. Psalm 23 says he restores our soul. And he wants to restore us. He wants us to tell others about Jesus Christ once we're restored. And we know him as Christ, as Lord and Savior of life. We are to share that wonderful love that Jesus manifested himself in our lives to tell others about him as well. So we talked about the power, we talked about the provision, we're going to talk about God's purpose. There in 1 Peter chapter 2 it says, God has called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. Also in Matthew chapter 15 verse 16 it says, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We need to glorify our Father. And everything that happens in our life, we, don't, we shouldn't take the glory. Sometimes we look for it, don't we? But we need to give the glory to God. He tells us, in, even in, in your same text there in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 12, it says, Always let others see you behaving properly, that although they, they may want to accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. So all that we do for His glory, we need to give glory to where it's due, right? Don't we? And that is to Jesus Christ. You see, we're just like the moon. The moon has no light in and of itself. It reflects the sun, correct? The S-U-N. But you and I, who are God's children, we need to reflect the S-O-N, the Son of God. And so we need to ask God to help us reflect His glory and His love so that others might see Him in our lives. I always thought about a man by the name of Mahatma Gandhi. And you see, we might be the only likeness of Jesus Christ our, our, our friends and our neighbors may ever see. Did you ever think about that? You may be the only likeness of Jesus your friends or neighbors may ever see. Mahatma Gandhi never came to know Jesus Christ. You know why? Because he did not see that love of Jesus manifest in the Christians he knew. He never became a Christian. But God wants to do that in us. And our purpose is to shine for him. I'm going to talk about missions coming in full, full circle. I'm talking about the purpose of God. Because in our church we have a couple by the name of uh, Miguel and uh, Ingrid Grassalz. And they came 
through our church. They grew up in the church. They became believers. They went through our Bible Institute and, and uh, our Bible studies that we have there through our master's program in, 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 uh, in the Dominican Republic. And it was just wonderful to see how God worked in, in their lives. You see, missions coming full circle. My wife and I went to Costa Rica first in 86, went to the Dominican Republic. Was there. We started in the Dominican Republic in 1988, January. And then we just saw God, one thing after the other, how God has been using uh, the church to develop lives and to change lives. And Miguel and Ingrid came to know the Lord, and they were, they were moved by God to, to be, and to go overseas somehow to serve, serve God. That was exciting for us. And in 2014, they really had a deep sense in their heart to, to, to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and to serve Him overseas. And so we took them through a course. We took them through a course of uh, cross-cultural studies. You say, why would you tell somebody uh, from, a, from a Spanish country cross-cultural studies when they're going to go to another Spanish country? Well, it's very simple. In the Dominican Republic, there is one word. It's, it's called guapa. Guapa in the Dominican Republic is mean, nasty, and cruel. In Ecuador, it means sweet and glorious and nice. And there was a missionary that came that was going to transfer from Ecuador to the Dominican Republic, and he came and spoke at our church. And he started using the word guapa referring to his wife. <laughs> and in his opinion and in his mindset, he was glorifying his wife, saying she was a wonderful, nice person, and she was, oh, wonderful to have her in my life and all that. But actually, he was saying she was mean and cruel and nasty. And so he came up to me later and he said, why were the people so mean when they were looking at me? Well, I, you just told your, everybody in the congregation that your, your wife was really cruel and mean. Just, oh, no, you mean that me word means different here? <laughs> so we took, this, we took Miguel and Ingrid through this course. And just to adapt themselves, re make them realize, open their eyes, that when they go cross-culturally, the culture is different, the words are different, and everything else, the atmosphere is different. You have to adapt. Even though you may know the basic Spanish, which is a great advantage, but you have to relearn a couple of things because they are different overseas. So we had a privilege of, of mentoring and training uh, uh, Miguel and Ingrid. We prayed for them at the national, national conference, and they commissioned them to go overseas. And you know where they went? They went to Panama. And they arrived in Panama. They arrived in Panama in uh, 2015. And when they went to Panama, they had to seek uh, help. Fortunately, in Panama, uh, we have three Chinese churches. We have three Chinese churches. And uh, the Chinese churches are doing well. There's over 100,000 Chinese in Panama, Panama City. And when the, when the uh, Grasas, Miguel and Ingrid, went to Panama, they were commissioned to go there to start the first alliance Spanish church in Panama. So they were the first, also, this is the big, th this is the big thing, they were the first a Dominican Alliance missionary to be sent out from the Dominican Alliance Church. So there's a two firsts, the first Alliance missionaries and the first Alliance Spanish Church in Panama. So God is doing great things. Missions has come full circle. And God is using in his wonderful purpose and plan for, for the Dominican Republic and for their lives uh, a new work in Panama, and that is the Spanish Church. And so we just thank the Lord for that. And this, God gave them that huge church because in that huge church is a big, huge backyard and they could start planting churches, uh, uh, bringing in people, having groups, small groups, having kids, having clowns come in and do all those kind of things. So it's, uh, it's for, for in that particular point in time, it was a big house. And God provided that for them. 
And God's using him in a wonderful way in, in Panama. And in 2016, last year, they had eight people baptized in the river. So God is continually using Miguel and Ingrid Grisels in Panama. And we had the privilege of going to, to Panama in March, and we saw what God was doing, and we were just encouraged to see what God was doing in their lives. And we were exciting. Here is the first, first couple from the Dominican Republic going overseas, the first couple that's starting a Spanish Alliance church, and we were just excited about it. And uh, God has a purpose for them. God has a purpose for each one of you. And he wants to work in your life because he wants to throw his, show his power through you. And he wants to put you in the right place at the right time so he can use you in a particular way. So you've got to, we got to seek God to do that and ask him to do that in our midst. They have a special prayer, prayer request right now. And this is current, current. They just found this storefront. And they want to use this storefront because now they're having over 60 people come into their house during the week. And so they say, well, this is not going to be big enough if it's going to start growing. So we're going to have to find a bigger spot. So this storefront, uh, they're praying that God would provide this storefront for them in Panama in order that they might worship the Lord. All that electronic stuff, you say the alliance up there, the alliance emblem, well, that's just electronic. <laughs> that, that's, that's by faith they're proclaiming it theirs. So if you remember Miguel and Ingrid, uh, even if you don't remember the last name, Grasas, pray that if it's God's will, that they will get that, that storefront for, and that they could worship the Lord, at least on Sundays, uh, there at that storefront. So this is McGill and Ingrid. Um, God uh, is a wonderful God, isn't he? And when we allow him to use us, he's going to use us. When we say, use me today, he will. But then we say that, we need to be alert to where he's going to want to use us, Right? <laughs> And so, but God wants, us, you, God wants to shine through you. We are designed to shine for him. I don't know, there might be somebody here that just has a burden now to really, to seek God, to, whether to go overseas or to serve him in a particular way, but we need to be ready to be, shine for Christ. God wants us to shine for him. What God is calling us as, as an American people to do, we need to obey him. We certainly don't want to be an average church member showing up only on Sunday morning. We want to be used of God to shine for Him. Light is powerful. And your personal story that God has put in your, as a testimony is powerful. And nobody can change your testimony. Let God use you in a particular and wonderful way. Will you be light? Or will you continue to be light? And that light is peculiar because it is distinctive. It is special. It is markedly different from the usual. And you are a special person. And God wants to use you in a mighty way. Shall we pray? Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you die on the cross for us. Thank you that you want to show up with your power in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you want to show up in our lives, putting us at the right place at the right time, providing that access to other people's lives that we might show, shine for Christ. Thank you that you have a purpose in our life. Oh, God, I pray that you will speak to every individual here this morning, that you work in their lives, everyone with a different need, Everyone with a crying out to you, touch each heart.
some of you is thinking about serving you in a special way, pray that that person will, will talk to the pastors and not be ashamed of that. But in everything we do, we might shine for Christ. Pray to bless this church. Continue to help it to grow numerically, help it to grow spiritually, that people might grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you called us to shine for you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Bruce. I want to thank you again for being here. If you need prayer for anything at all, if you'd like to talk to Bruce or just need prayer for something in your life, several pastors will be here, some elders as well, as, as is often the case. Please come forward and do that. Don't remember Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve. We'd love to have you come here. And don't forget before you leave, you're peculiar. Have a great day. <laughs>